It's official. The U.S. Supreme Court has just posted its opinion on Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. It finds the Constitution does not confer a right to abortion. Roe and Casey are overruled and the authority to regulate abortion is returned to the people and their elected representatives. Now, let's read just a few excerpts from the opinion to give you an idea of what the court is thinking. First, the court reviews a standard that the court's cases have used to determine whether the 14th Amendment's reference to liberty protects a particular right. The Constitution makes no express reference to a right to obtain an abortion. Next, the court examines whether the right to obtain an abortion is rooted in the nation's history and tradition and whether it is an essential component of ordered liberty. The court finds that the right to abortion is not deeply rooted in the nation's history and tradition. Guided by the history and tradition that map the essential components of the nation's concept of ordered liberty, the court finds the 14th Amendment clearly does not protect the right to an abortion. Instead of seriously pressing the argument that the abortion right itself has deep roots, supporters of Roe and Casey contend that the abortion right is an integral part of a broader entrenched right. Roe termed this a right to privacy and Casey described it as a freedom to make intimate and personal choices that are central to personal dignity and autonomy. Ordered liberty sets limits and defines the boundary between competing interests. Roe and Casey each struck a particular balance between the interest of a woman who wants an abortion and the interest of what they termed potential life. But the people of the various states may evaluate those interests differently. The nation's historical understanding of ordered liberty does not prevent the people's elected representatives from deciding how abortion should be regulated. They continue, the nature of the court's error, like the infamous decision in Plessy versus Ferguson, Roe was also egregiously wrong and on a collision course with the Constitution from the day it was decided. Casey perpetrated its errors, calling both sides on the national controversy to resolve their debate, but in doing so, Casey necessarily declared a winning side. Those on the losing side, those who sought to advance the state's interest in fetal life, could no longer seek to persuade their elected representatives to adopt policies consistent with their views. The court short-circuited the democratic process by closing it to a large number of Americans who disagreed with Roe. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's a great day that the Supreme Court has finally righted its wrong. But it's a sad day that it's at the expense of more than 62 million lives. Roe v. Wade offers us a series of civic lessons for all Americans. So let's get into these. First and foremost is that the judicial system violates the very first line of the Constitution after the preamble. All legislative powers here and granted shall be vested in a Congress. Even those with a rudimentary grasp of mathematics understand that all legislative powers leaves none for the other two branches of the federal government. The court's opinion of Roe v. Wade was just that, an opinion that binds plaintiff and defendant. It should have never been the rule of law, or even worse, a right created by government that it has now taken away. A fundamental understanding of the origin of rights means the difference between freedom and tyranny. The Declaration of Independence houses the reasoning of why governments are instituted to protect God-given rights, which are not to be infringed by government. 
Many other less free countries and world government bodies, like the United Nations, hold the opposite view. They believe rights come from government and are only allowed to the extent of the law. Enter tyranny. Governments instituted here should have protected the most basic of rights, including, but not limited to, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness or property. How should, or how should have government done this? On the federal level, the Constitution provides Congress with the power to limit the appellate jurisdiction of the U.S. Supreme Court. Look up Article 3, Section 2, Clause 2. The appellate jurisdiction of abortion could have been pulled by Congress, sending it back to the states. Now, Congressman Ron Paul tried to exercise this power in 2006, but so-called pro-life Congressman James Sensenbrenner killed it in committee. The judges could have also been impeached by Congress. Article 3, Section 1 makes provision for justices serving only during good behavior. Allowing the killing of the most vulnerable in our society does not constitute good behavior and works against the very reason why governments are instituted. The Tenth Amendment of the Constitution reads that any powers not delegated to the federal government are kept by the states the people. State legislators, or I should say state legislatures, could have also nullified this ruling or case law and enacted and enforced their own laws making abortions illegal. Here in Wisconsin, abortion has been illegal since 1849. Throughout the years after Roe v. Wade, legislators and other advocates tried mounting efforts to remove the law since Roe was the law of the land. Based on the legislative powers delegated to Congress, it never was the law of the land. Since Wisconsin has this law, Days before Roe was overturned, Planned Parenthood announced it was closing down its abortion services and referring its customers to out-of-state providers. Many fail to recognize that abortion is only a tool used in a larger war. Abortion is a weapon to defile, derange, and pervert our American experiment of freedom. In April of 1974, the John Birch Society published a reprint of an article that appeared in our monthly American Opinion magazine. It was titled, Abortion, Yes or No, and was written by Dr. John Grady, who was a family physician. He wrote, Many Americans who have objectively studied our, our national problems and who are fortunate enough to have been exposed to factual and undistorted information contend that much of what is happening in America today is the result of a deliberate, organized, and multifarious attack on the principles, morals, cultures, and ideals which constitute the firm foundation of the United States of America and of Western civilization. We believe we can prove that the citizens of the United States are being deceived, confused, and brainwashed by a conspiracy which seeks to destroy all that is right and reasonable. Furthermore, the American people are being conditioned to accept the destruction of their own great nation and are even being programmed to aid and assist in their own demise. Abortion is only one of many issues. The whole picture includes drug abuse, alienation of youth, disrespect for authority, religious decline, decay of the family structure, destruction of traditional education, revolution on the campus, racial strife, undermining of law enforcement and the judicial system, increase in homosexuality and perversion, inflation, repudiation of our currency, registration and confiscation of firearms, no-win wars, destruction of national pride and prestige, deliberate loss of United States military superiority and economic strength, 
planned and fabricated shortages of fuel and food leading to rationing and increasing controls over the American people and the imposing of unconstitutional regional government, which is a subtle transformation of our American Republic into a federal socialist dictatorship. Although written nearly 50 years ago, this reads like it was written for today. It offers a deeper understanding that overturning Roe is a battle won, but certainly not the full war. It also demonstrates the grasp of the scope of this war by the John Birch Society. Dr. Grady concluded, abortion is murder of the innocent, it is immeasurably evil, and it is American genocide. Yet to fight abortion without understanding and fighting the total conspiracy is to ensure certain and total defeat. The John Birch Society offers full understanding of the problem and the organization and plan needed to defeat it. The state of America is tied directly to what the electorate will tolerate. And an electorate, ignorant of the tools available to fix abuses, will see those abuses languish and multiply. The success of the republic hinges on the electorate. It needs to be informed and willing to act. So let's celebrate that the Supreme Court finally got it right. More than half the states have either outlawed abortion or limited the practice of it. But let's also be more familiar with the tools available to us to right those constitutional wrongs. So we're not waiting 49 years at the expense of more than 62 million lives. Join the John Birch Society today to bring about such an electorate that will restore the constitutional basics of this country and win the larger war. Visit JBS.org. I'm Bill Hahn for the John Birch Society. Until next time, stay informed, stay active, and get organized, patriots.